Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Hey, I am the Commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, Christopher Perry, and on the other end of the microphone there is my best friend in all the world, he and the uh, PA announcer, music man extraordinaire at the University of Oklahoma Hockey, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the peeps. Hello, everybody. Andrew, you gotta, you're going to have to pump me up. You're going to have to, you know, we always, I always get kind of kicked in the shorts a little bit uh, by some of your <laughs> friends when they say, oh man, we'll liven up, you know. Be be a little bit more positive. Be a little bit more. Get a little bit more enthused. I'm like, oh, it's a long season. It is a long season, isn't it? We're uh-huh. grinding it out. We are. We are definitely in the grind. This is. We are. It, and yeah. you know, you know what it is. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, it's there, and it's just we gotta. It's just we gotta not, grind to get there, right? Yes, it's there. We just can't get there quick enough. Yep. Yeah. Yep, oh yep, yep. boy. Yep. This is. Uh, Middle of February always stinks the most, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the the baseball has the dog days of summer, and uh, hockey has uh, the dog days of February. There is no doubt about that. Oh boy, brutal, brutal, brutal. Yeah, Andrew, hey, we no had doubt. yeah, we had some games. Uh, all seven of the uh, eight. Well, I'm gonna take it back. Six of the seven WCHL teams were in action this week. And uh, Arizona won the weekend because they did not play. That's right. So uh, congratulations, Study Hall Champions, once again. Um, and uh, uh, But I think it's best. You're going to love this. Uh, maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Who knows? Um, how would you best characterize this past week in WCHL hockey? Well, I would. We've we've already mentioned brutal. So I mean, that's we could throw that out there if we wanted to. Brutal. All right. Brutal. The uh, you know the good the bad the ugly comes to mind. Oh, I like it. The uh, yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. See. Yes. There you go. There we go. The good, the bad, and the ugly for sure. Man, there was some. Uh, there was some good series out there played, and there was some uh, not so good series played this weekend. Well, let's let's start with the good because. Um, uh, there was there there was a couple of series that I guess you could classify as good in terms of WCHL hockey. Let's start up in Edmond, your favorite place in all the world, where the Warriors from Midland University came down from Fremont, Nebraska, to take on Coach Rivera and his UCO Broncos on Friday and Saturday night at the Bronco Barn. Um, just trying to think here. Let's see. Friday night it was a six to three Central six Oklahoma three. win. And Saturday night, it was a four to two Central Oklahoma come from behind victory. It was. How about uh, how about Friday night? Yeah. Number what is it? Number sixty one. Niall Mills oh. had had a natural hat trick. Had the first three goals of the game. He scored thirty two seconds into the game. How about how about him? How about him following up those first three goals of the game? 
with the uh, first assist on the next two goals. So he had a hand in five of the six goals on Friday night. Oh, my goodness. And I, and I said that wrong. He scored with 30 seconds left in the first period. I wasn't there. I, I you know, we're talking to Andrew about long season. It was long. I had to do, <laughs> I had to do an awful lot of real work. So uh, I, I did not go to the rink at all. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't watch any of the games this weekend. I was in full wedding mode on Friday and Saturday night. Had a big family wedding to attend. So You, you got married again? What's his name? I did. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations yeah. to you and your yeah. husband. That's well, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I appreciate that. It's yeah. 2020. Yeah. yeah. Well, very, yeah. very well, nice. So you had, you had a wedding to go to, huh? Yeah. Living the millennial life here. Yep. The whole nine yards. No. <laughs> You're not Gen X or Gen Y. You're Gen <laughs> uh. <laughs> Gen duh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So but. Niall, so Niall Mills scores three goals and gets uh, two assists on the first five goals. And neither you or I saw it. Neither one of us saw it, but Hey, kudos to him. Cause that's, that's playing with intent right there. I saw some of it. I watched a little bit of it from from afar, but I by the time I tuned in, it was already six to one UCO, and it was yeah, very, uh, it was a done deal. Yeah, very very low low shooting game though. Twenty one nineteen were the shots. So yeah, yeah. And uh, I not you know for for those two teams, it, I also thought uh, the penalties were kind of uh, lower than expected. Yes, our boy Senko. <laughs> he uh, he only had four penalty minutes on Friday night. Well, he made up for it on Saturday night. Yeah, Midland loses uh, uh, four to two. They took a two to one uh, lead into the third period, and UCO scores the next three goals to win the game. And our friend number forty from Midland um, uh, had four of the seven Midland penalties. <laughs> God, God, God bless the kid. I'm telling you what. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's the, we've talked about him before. Uh, I'm not going to say he's an idiot because he's a, he's a good little hockey player. He just can't skate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's the guy you love to have on your team and you hate him if he's on the other team. And I'm sure that he, everybody just absolutely hated him. Oh, there's no doubt. No doubt. The, uh, he's one of those kids that you'd like to just put in the corner on the faceoff dot and just tell him, just stand there. Don't go anywhere. And we'll get the puck to you, you know, because <laughs> the kid's got a cannon for a shot. Yes, he does. Somehow, some way. But yeah, you just want to tell him, like, you go stand on that dot over there and we will get the puck to you and you just shoot it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and stay out of trouble. Don't talk to the referee. Don't do anything else. Just stand there. Right. Don't go anywhere else. Just on that dot. We'll feed you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But, but yeah, Midland, a uh, little shorthanded, too, this weekend. So. Well, that kind of that kind of put them up against it a little bit, you know. It, playing in a yeah, it's it's that time of the year. People are, uh, you know, if if you don't have thirty guys on your roster at the beginning of the season, you're going to pay for it here towards the in the dog days of the ACHA season because yeah, um, attrition, injuries. You've got kids that um, you know really enjoyed the time away on the over, over the holiday break and they don't really want to come back and grind it out for another six weeks so they say sayonara yeah. coach yep see ya yeah and so now instead of uh being able to field the full 21 i mean what did midland play with uh they played with four short so they had 17 huh yep yep yeah two four yep four short yeah i mean that's that's uh, and, and especially 
I think that's the way it is, Andrew, especially with some of these smaller schools. And, you know, Midland plays in the MCH, which is a conference I oversee. And I can tell you that um, there are six teams in that conference, and there's one, two, three, four teams that are playing with short rosters right now. Yeah, and it's like you said a while ago, we're at the point, and it's going to come up a little bit here in the podcast, that the war of attrition is taking its toll on some teams. And uh, so we're going to start seeing more of that, I think, closing this thing out. Yep, yep. So uh, UCO closes out their non-conference uh, regular season schedule with a, a sweep of Midland, and um, that's pretty good. UCO went up to Midland earlier this year, and I th- I forget how they did. I think they I think they swept them. Up I think there. that they maybe they split. I think they split, didn't they? I I forget. It was a long time that ago. That was a long. I don't remember. I it, thought they split, but I could be wrong. It was a long time ago. It was January. When, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, uh, but congratulations to uh, to UCO, and um, so they they will have their final games coming up against uh, their arch rival Andrews Oklahoma Sooners. There's there was supposed to be a another weekend home games of uh, for UCO after the Oklahoma series. Uh, Jamestown was supposed to come down, but uh, Jamestown pulled the shoot um, earlier. It was sometime in August or September of last uh, before the season gets started claimed uh, budget issues that they couldn't make the trip so whatever uh, yeah just means that uco gets a little bit more practice time yeah we know how that goes right oh yeah it also means that uco doesn't have to return the trip to north dakota so that's, that's probably not a, that's probably a that's win not a bad thing there, yeah, there, there's a win sure. yeah there's a they, win right there for the broncos they, they won the weekend and they didn't even have to play it <laughs> all right andrew so that was uh one good um here hold on let's listen to clint uh-oh. Mm. Oh, there, so there we there go. Comes. We're, we're going to hear this. Oh, way too much, I think, Andrew. <laughs> All right. So uh, the, the other part of the good for the WCHL was uh, Colorado State hosting uh, Utah this weekend up at uh, Fort Collins. Utah came in like number 133 in the um, ACHA computer rankings. I mean, I think they're pretty brutal. Yeah, I haven't been impressed with what I've seen out of them. Well, here, you know what? Let me flip two pages. What was Utah this weekend? Utah was number 44. Jeez, I don't want to get anybody who might listen to this podcast mad at me. <laughs> Utah 44 playing Colorado State 38. CSU beat them 4-2 to on Friday night, and then they went to a shootout, and they had to uh, beat them 3-2 to in the shootout on uh, Saturday. I got to see a little bit of both games, and, um, you know, I can just say that it was – there were typical CSU games. CSU just worked. Worked. I was going to say that's – Yeah. That's, that's, that's how the weekend had to go for those guys. Yeah, they, they, just, they just worked. You know, Utah didn't have an awful – there was – Andrew, there was a kid on Utah that looked like he was as big as I am. <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, I know what kid you're talking about. I saw him on social media. Yeah. And I saw him, and I was like, "That's not a hockey player, right there." I was like, "That—that's one thick dude." <laughs> yeah, but how about Colorado State putting some wins together here? Hey, good for them. Good for yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Coming off uh-huh. a weekend sweep at Eastern Michigan on the road, and now coming home to take two from Utah. Yeah, Joe Morgan was huge in net back there for the boys this weekend. So yeah, good for those guys putting, a, putting some wins together, which is, uh, exciting to see. Yeah. Well, Hey, good, good for them and good for, uh, 
Good for Coach Weeks and Coach Wicks up there at uh, CSU. The shootout was kind of fun. Uh, CSU um, uh, scored twice. Ben Joseph and Sam Cote scored in the shootout. And, um, you know, Sam Cote just put it away. He was the third yep. shooter. Uh, Utah had to. Uh, Utah had to score on their third shooter to keep the shootout alive, and Sam Cote said, you know what, I'm ready to go home. Uh, yep, I've had enough of this. That's right, that's right. So it was uh, it was, it was, was wild. Now, the, the, the crazy thing about that game was Utah had, um, they had a power play in overtime, and then they had a full-on yes. power play for like the last two minutes of the, almost the last two minutes of overtime, so they could have socked it away. But uh, give credit to CSU and their uh, penalty kill. Those guys were falling. They were blocking shots. They were, I mean, they were giving up the body. And um, they did, uh, they did, they did pretty good, I thought. In heck, Utah had a gazillion chances, it seemed, in overtime. Um, oh. They had seven shots. Seven, seven. seven. I was going to say seven shots in the OT period. Oh, I mean, you, you would die for seven shots in overtime for most Yeah, of them. for sure. For sure. How about how about this? Through the overtime period, there was eighty nine shots on goal between the two teams on Ooh. Saturday. Ooh. So that's a lot of that's a lot of rubber being fired at the net. <laughs> Got that right. Oh, all right, Andrew. Well, here let's uh, let's play Clint one more time because now we're going to shift. That was the good from the WCHL weekend. Um, now we're going to sh- uh, shift a little bit over towards. I guess we could say it's the bad or the mediocre, huh? Yeah, I was going to say the mediocre. Yeah, all right. And that would be Missouri State going up I-44 to play the Saints of Maryville. They're also playing in the MCH um, with uh, coached by John Hogan, former Arizona Wildcat. And uh, Missouri State split the weekend with Maryville. They lost 6-4 to four on Friday night, but came back to beat Maryville 6-3. to three. So, uh, and that, they, you know, it's coming off, if you remember, um, Maryville went down to Missouri State in uh, December and swept Missouri State in Missouri State's place. Yep. So they went what three for four on the on those series, yeah, season series with those guys. They, so they, they did, they did. So, but it was good to see Missouri State um, exact a little bit of you know to get a win out of it. Yeah, they were uh, Maryville went two of three on the power play Friday night. Yeah, they, uh, and then uh, yeah, it looks like uh, the. The wheels kind of came off the the train there for a little bit. The uh, <laughs> lots of lots of slashings, lots of slashing penalties in this one. A lot of stick work, huh? Yeah, lots of stick work, which is unfortunate to see. Yeah, but well, that happens. That, that that happens. It happens. And and you look again at the uh, roster again. Maryville playing with a short roster. It's that time of the year. It is, and so it's. Um, you know the the thing that stood out to me was the you, you said Maryville was two for three on the power play um, on Friday night, and uh, the thing that stood out to me was Missouri State with uh, twenty nine minutes, twenty nine out of thirty three penalty minutes. Now, granted, yeah, it's they had they some, got that yeah ten minutes in a in a major, but wow, yeah, two two tens yep. there in the one in the second, one in the third, so that that didn't help out. No, but how about they? They flipped the rolls on Saturday, and and Missouri State went two for three on the power play, <laughs> and huh. and yeah, and the uh, and Maryville ends up getting more penalty minutes than than Missouri yes. State. <laughs> yes, Maryville ends up getting a couple of uh, tens themselves, or at least one ten themselves. 
Yeah, three uh, three unsportsmanlike penalties called. A 10-minute misconduct. Jeez. Another 10-minute. So, yeah. The referees must be getting sick of these kids. <laughs> they're, <laughs> I think, they're, they're passing out 10s to everybody. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the overarching theme is, oh, boy, this is we're dragging. Yeah, let's get out of here. We are the, dragging. Uh, yeah, Maryville Saturday, 44 shots on goal. So, Bailey Stevens back there had to stand tall to to get the win for the boys and but they got it done so that's all that matters they got it done and they got it done in a convincing fashion because it wasn't uh other than uh being tied at the end of the first period it was all missouri state after that yep so uh hey kudos to I'm, i know that that has to feel good to coach law and to coach McClue to uh get a w and to uh get a w on the road so they're coming off what the oklahoma weekend Yep, well, they had two big wins. Um, yep, so that's uh, it's good to see them getting uh, getting some W's, and uh, yeah, they're gonna they they finish up here pretty. Uh, uh, they're already done with WCHL play, so now they're just uh, kind of uh, they've got some big series at home coming up. So good for Missouri State to end yep. their road series with uh, with a with a nice big W. Make that trip down I thirty I forty four a little bit easier. All right, now Andrew. Then, now then, are we going, what are we calling this next segment? Oh, I think this next segment is... All bad. <laughs> all bad. <laughs> kind of ugly. Oh, all right. Can we, can, we, can we summarize it and just say Colorado, Oklahoma, Arizona State are the last three teams to cover, <laughs> and they all lost... And we're moving on to the standings. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Colorado because they were supposed to play three games. They only ended up playing two. Um, they had a snowstorm in Boulder on Wednesday night when they were supposed to be uh, heading out on the road. And uh, that snowstorm socked the boys in and they could not get out until Thursday morning, which meant that the Jamestown game or the game at Jamestown was canceled due to weather. Um, to Colorado's credit, they still made the trip. I mean, they could have pulled the shoot and, uh, not gone to Minot, but, uh, you know, to take two beatings, but, uh, they, they made the trip and they, yep. you know, took a beating and a half, I guess it's fair to say. Yeah. Well, so yeah, good for those guys for getting out and going, right? Yeah. Friday night was a nine to one Minot win. Minot, the defending national champions currently ranked number four, I believe. And, um, but the next night, Saturday, uh, Colorado, uh, hung in there and it was a three to one Minot win. So both games were tied at one after the first period. So Colorado hung in there for the first 20 minutes. They were just on Friday. They couldn't sustain it for the full 60. It seemed like the, uh, the wheels really came off in the, uh, in the third period for, for CU. And then, uh, once again, in the third period, um, you know, it kind of came, uh, kind of came off on Friday on Saturday. So yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of been Colorado's theme this year, right? Just kind of hanging around after one. Yep. And then just just yeah, for whatever it is, just can't get there to kind of get over that little threshold. Jumping out, and uh, you know they can't put a full sixty together, or haven't yet, and that's resulting in their schedule or or their record, which is like one in twenty five, one in twenty seven now, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, something like that. Yep. So. The, the, uh, the thing that stood out to me, poor Grant Payne. Oh, I was just getting ready to talk about him. 116 shots on the weekend. Oh, 
and he yeah. gave up only 12 goals, I think. Is yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I mean, still, that's, that's still a 90, a 90 uh, uh, save percentage. Oh, I was just, yeah, I was just getting ready to talk about him. 50, 53 shots on Friday and 63 on Saturday. Oh. That poor kid got pulverized back there. Yes, he did. And he was in so, that for the whole 120 minutes. Yeah, but no, that's doing that, facing that many shots. Because, I mean, to get that many shots, the play is in your end the, the entire time, right? And and yeah. to and to only give up 12 on all that is not too shabby, in my opinion. I mean, they've... We've talked about them before. CU's got some talent up there. They just need to kind of put it together you know, about, for a full about, 60. How about Saturday? They were they were down 50 to 11 on the shots after the second after the second period. <laughs> like, oh my lord. Yeah. Now, who's to say these are these are my not uh scorekeepers. So who's to say that there's really 116 shots on the weekend and Yeah. But hey, we're gonna give it to him. It's on the score sheet, so we're going with it. And uh, <laughs> kudos to him, because oh my lord! Wow, wow, that's a lot of vulcanized rubber. It is. Don't you, don't you know he was having he, he that, that poor kid on the way back to Boulder was just shaking. He, was, he, oh, he closed his eyes and he saw pucks coming just saw at pucks him. Pucks flying at him. Yes. Oh jeez, oh, that is brutal. Well, hey, speaking of brutal, let's uh, here. Let's see. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll move on to to your thing. Yeah. Um, Saturday and Sunday at uh, the University of Oklahoma, number three Lindenwood comes to town and uh, dispatches with uh, Oklahoma fairly handily, four to nothing on Saturday. And what was it on Sunday? Here we go, eight to eight, one. Eight, eight to one on Sunday. Now, this is coming two weeks ago. Lindenwood uh, hosted Oklahoma, and Oklahoma split with them, three to one. Uh, a three to one Oklahoma win and a three to one Oklahoma loss. Yep. So uh, this is Lindawood takes the season series three games to one. They did. They did. And the uh, I obviously wasn't there Saturday, but I was there on Sunday to see it firsthand. And uh, I was told that on uh, Saturday that first period was very even. The uh, but Lindenwood comes out and buries them in the second period, and that. And we flipped to Sunday, and same thing happened again. It was zero zero, um, and it may have been one nothing. I think it may have been one nothing um, after the first period, and then Lindenwood just comes out and just tallies five goals in the second period, and just just buries it from from there on out. Right? Hmm. That's a uh, that's 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 a tough weekend right there. It is. It is the one thing I thought that was fairly impressive from Saturday is they they held the Lindenwood power play scoreless. They went 0 for 3. But then Lindenwood comes back and goes 3 for 7 on Sunday, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. Well, and the 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 flip side of that was um, you know, they Oklahoma was 0 for 6 on the power play themselves. Lindenwood surprisingly, Lindenwood had 27 of the 35 penalty minutes in the Saturday game. Yep. So they gave Oklahoma lots of power play opportunities. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, the Sooners just didn't capitalize or couldn't capitalize. And then, uh, yeah, on uh, on Sunday, uh, Lindenwood was three for seven. Uh, yep. And Oklahoma was one for nine. So what is that, uh, three for ten for Lindenwood on the weekend and one for yep. 15 for Oklahoma? The, uh... That Lindenwood power play can be deadly. 
Oh, it was deadly on Sunday. I mean, it was, they were clicking. You were there. Yeah, you were there. I was huh? there. They were, they were clicking. Yeah. 58 penalty minutes for Lindenwood and 54 for Oklahoma. Yeah. 112. I got a phone call after that game from the, uh, the from the, from the game official. He was like, Ooh, the wills, the wills came off the bus <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> for, su- surprisingly for both sides. Right. Yep. It was both sides were very undisciplined. I thought they, uh, the one, the the big one on Sunday, it was in the second, late in the second period. Um, I don't even really know what, what really started it. The uh, play was behind uh, the Lindenwood goaltender, and uh, though you kids up against the boards, and the defenseman's just cross-checking him for all it's worth, and gives him three hard shots, two to the back and one to the side. Yeah. And and that's all she wrote. The 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 pops topped off and or the tops popped off of there and and everybody was swinging. Uh-oh. And uh yeah, little little brown was uh on the receiving end of those cross checks and older brother Cam Brown had seen enough and went after the kid and got the kid pinned in the corner and Landed a couple good punches and and uh, some other guys squared up and landed some good punches and they escorted everybody off the ice and we did it again about five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, <laughs> so, the 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 wild thing is with uh, with your apt, uh, very very descriptive um, recount of of the events. I was standing right there. That's why. That's the only reason I know. Well, yet we look at the score sheet, and there's zero. You're talking about punching and punching and punching, and there's no <laughs> fighting or fighting or fighting. Everybody got twos and tens, roughings and yeah. unsportsmanlike. Yeah, everybody's twos and tens, but yeah, there's helmets <laughs> off, and and yeah, it was a mess. What a deal! What a then deal! They, yeah, then two and twos and tens. That was it. Let them come back and have more. Yeah. Well, sometimes you. Uh, I, I'm not an official. And, and Lord knows I'm not a hockey person. I've been told that uh, a couple of times. Don't know anything about hockey. But, um, you know, give people twos and tens, and uh, they think, oh, okay, that's, I, that's what I can do the rest of the way. But you, yep. Yep. you you ding people with a major pretty quick, and everybody uh, straightens up and plays hockey. Yeah, it kind of – I kind of – I you know, just my unknowingly uh, opinion, I thought that the game kind of got out of hand a little bit through the first, and then it kind of boiled over into the second. Um, and then that's when all this started happening. The fight, there was a couple, I'm going to call them line brawls, but, but line skirmishes broke out. And then, uh, yeah, that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. Well, and all that uh, garbage stuff happened, um, after it was already six to one in the game and yeah. uh, the, the outcome of the game was not, uh, was not in doubt. It was, uh, more, uh, uh, testosterone more than anything that was, uh, yeah, it was. on, on high display. Yeah. And we all know how uh, Lindenwood plays. They play hard and they play for sixty minutes. They don't. Yep. They don't care if they're up six to one or if they're uh, up by one. They're going to play the same way. And I think the Oklahoma guys had kind of had enough of that and kind of had a little bit of a not a chip on their shoulder, but kind of a attitude of I'm not taking this right. <laughs> so. Well, the the thing that stood out stuff. to me, the thing that stood out to me, Andrew, was the disparity in shots. Uh, they oh. Lindenwood scored eight goals on thirty two shots. Um, Oklahoma uh, got their one goal on seven shots. So the shots literally were thirty two to seven in the game. And, and now again, 
who knows if that's a homer scorekeeper that's uh uh, that's counting shots or if that's accurate or not, but, uh, wow. Yep. I, I know, I know the guy that does the, the shot tracking at Oklahoma and he's usually pretty fair. So that's probably a pretty accurate depiction of, uh, shots for the weekend. Ooh. Ooh. 17 on Saturday and seven on Sunday. Wow. So that's probably a pretty, I know the guy pretty well, and that's probably a pretty accurate, uh, number to go from he's a good guy he's a great he, you know what? he's i'm yeah. wrong he's not a good guy he's a great guy larry, yeah, larry yeah. eggleston is who we're talking about and he's he is beyond awesome yeah he is salt of the earth he is a good dude yep one of the one of the few one of the few people there uh that i kind of miss dealing with so yeah you know probably yeah. well you, you still get to see me on almost a weekly basis so i know you <laughs> well, i know you, you get you. I, I can't miss you if you don't go away <laughs> <laughs> andrew see you I know how to text you and I know how to call you. Oh, Andrew, I, we've got one more one more series to talk about, and this one was ugly. Yes. Oh, this one was ugly. There were there were very few people that were uh, thrilled to see that series. Um, one of them was a, a U of A fan that lives currently in Dayton, Ohio. But uh, ASU went up to Las Vegas to take on the Skating Rebels of Nevada, Las Vegas, at City National Arena. God, every time I, I look at games in that place, it always reminds me of like medieval times. Yeah. I keep expecting to see, you know, people walking around with turkey legs and, you know, knights on horses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, but ASU just got plastered on Friday night, 10 to 2. Yeah, so I was totally UNLV. shocked. Yeah, yeah. I was totally shocked when I looked in late Friday night and saw that final come through. And then on uh, Saturday, it was a little bit better, but the score was just lopped in half. It was a 5-1 to one game in favor of UNLV. So on the weekend, uh, UNLV beats Arizona State basically 15-3. to three. And um, just uh, an ugly weekend all the way around for, for, uh, for, for, for ASU. Yeah, and they're, they're battling that, that injury bug right now too. So Yep, skating with a short roster. And, yep, so. Uh, yep. It happens. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. They go 0 for 4 on the power play on Friday night. And um, Bronson Moore, it, now it says here on the score sheets that Bronson Moore was in net for both nights. I could have sworn I watched both of those games or, or, or a little bit of both of those games. And I could have sworn at one point in time the UNLV announcer, who I probably shouldn't rely on for accuracy of facts, um, I thought he was calling Everett Yusinski's name. Um, so I could be just totally wrong on that, but, uh, yeah, penalties ASU. And, uh, you know, when you go to Vegas, everyone kind of expects the, the referees to have a, uh, to give Vegas, a, a, an extra advantage. And, uh, that's kind of the way it was. Uh, Vegas had eight power play opportunities, both nights to, uh, ASU's four power play opportunities, both nights, so, um, and, and especially late in the games, they were calling the referee. I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm blaming the referees, but when a game is 10 to two, you don't need to yeah. be calling, just let the clock run. Don't be calling just a whole lot of penalties. Go. Yeah. Unless yeah, it's just, drawn blood or unless yeah. it's egregious run yeah, the clock. Just, just let it go. Let the kids get out of there. Right. Oh, they were calling stuff, especially on Saturday. You know, it's a five, it's a five to one game. They, the series is not in doubt and they're calling stuff with five and you know, even less than a minute to go in the game or less than two minutes to go in the game, I guess. And you're like, yeah, please just, come on, just let it go. Put them out of their misery. Yeah. Let them, let them out of there. 
right? Oh. So, yep. So UNLV put the power play to uh, to hard effect, and um, thirty. They basically put thirty shots on net. Uh, both nights, 32 shots on Friday, 35, so 67 shots uh, to, to compared to ASU, who got 19 shots off on uh, Friday night and 13 on Saturday. So I'm sure that uh, Coach Tate Green was just uh, happy to get the heck out of Vegas and yes. you know, probably just trying to make sure to keep his team as healthy as possible. Yeah, because it's – I mean, there's a couple weeks left here, so – we gotta. Everybody's got to get healed up and uh, make a run at this thing here. Yep, yep. All right. Well, hey, Andrew, that was the good, the bad, and the ugly of the week that was in the WCHL. Man, I feel like I had to go lay out in the desert now after uh, I had to go out there with, uh, uh, God, what's that guy's name? I, 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 the, oh, God, I'm trying to think of the Lee Van Cleef and his, um, his, his oh, angel, angel eyes. That's what they call angel, angel eyes. <laughs> I need to go out to go out to the graveyard with Angel Eyes, looking for the uh, lost lost treasure after that good and the bad and the ugly experience. Mm. Oh. All right, hey, let's uh, let's let's hit a quick break and then we'll come back with your three stars of the game or three stars of the week. Sound good? Sounds like a plan to me. Here we go. Game face is on. It's our first day of senior hockey, bud. Well, first impression's a lasting one, bro. You ready for this, bud? Uh, four check, back check, paycheck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was more than just a coach. Uh, he was really a teacher. Work that pump. That's the way I like it. What the hell? Would you you going to let him stand in here like a... Hold it. Just because you look like the gimp don't mean you play like the gimp. Don't let him stand in here and punk you like you patting him on the legs. Give him the... Go on, man, shot. Be a bad motherfucker. Here you go. Let's go. <laughs> All righty, Andrew. How about that? I told oh, you I had boy. a surprise for you. Oh boy! A little oh, bit, yeah. a little bit of Jules Winfield there. Oh, that's a, that's a great clip. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we we might hear a little bit more from Jules coming up, but uh, oh. right right now it, it's time for Andrew's three stars of stars the week that of was the weekend. So, oh boy! Let's go. Yes. Oh boy! Let's go in reverse order. Star number three. Number star number three, number thirty from Colorado State University, Joe Morgan. Yeah. So he stopped sixty-eight of the seventy-two shots for a ninety-four point four save percentage on the weekend. Very nice. So very nice. They're putting some wins together, like we said earlier. So yeah, good for him. You know what I like about Joe Morgan, and this is going to sound really stupid. He has some old school pads. He has oh, some yeah. old school gear. He has that Louisville Slugger look to him. You know, there's not white leather. It's not painted. It's just straight up leather. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like those pads came out of the, yeah. looks like those pads came out of the forties or fifties. Yeah. That's a cool, it's a cool look. It's a good, it's a great look. It's a great look. All right. So number three star, Joe Morgan, Andrew star number two. Star number two, number 61 from university of central Oklahoma, Niall Mills. Yeah. Three goals, three assists on the weekend. Wow. So, like we said earlier, he had uh, the natural hat trick on uh, what was that Friday night, and uh, yeah, very so nice. He was he he was a player. 
Joe Morgan, number three from Sen, uh, from I still want to call UCO Central State. Um, <laughs> so Joe Morgan from CSU, Colorado State. Uh, Niall Mills, number sixty-one from UCO, number two star. And Andrew, that means we only have one star left to go. Your, Andrew's number one star of the week is number seventy-nine from Missouri State, Alex Rubin. Yeah. Alex had four goals and four assists. Oh my gosh! Eight points on the weekend. Wow! So, so he was he was a beast. He likes playing Maryville, huh? Yeah, yeah. And we had mentioned it earlier. The uh, I'm going to throw a shout out there to Grant Payne. <laughs> for, that kid, even though he even though he lost nine to one on Friday and three to three to one or whatever it was on Saturday. 116 shots on the weekend is a lot of rubber to see. Let me let me ask you a question. Do you think if you're walking around the campus near Boulder and, you know, like you're on the quad, you're just walking one way and he's coming at you the other way, do you think if you just kind of lobbed a puck at him, would he <laughs> flinch or would he catch it? <laughs> yeah, what, or what do he do? Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, he's knows? a goalie. He's but a goalie. I think he'd catch it. Yeah. He'd, he'd probably say, I've seen enough of those damn things lately. He'd throw it right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Catch it and watch it right. Yeah, here, take this. <laughs> I mean, if it was me, I would flinch and start crying after yeah. seeing 120 shots or what, 116 shots. But holy smokes. 116. And those are official shots. Yep. That is, yeah, 116 shots in two games. That is I still can't wrap my head. Around. Still can't wrap my head around that. No, no, I yeah, not, neither could I. So, uh, oh my gosh, oh that was I, caught me off guard there. Jeez. All right, well let's see here. Um, we don't need to talk about the WCHL standings, or do we? That I was just gonna not really since they hadn't changed the. Uh, I think after uh, this weekend, because OU plays UCO. Yep. So there will be a little bit of change in that, what is it, three and four spot? In Colorado and Colorado State play one another, so the yeah, six so, and seven spot could move. Yep, yep, six and seven. and uh, So there will be a little bit, but we've got U of A, obviously the champions. Yep. And then followed up by Arizona State at 68%, Oklahoma at 60%, UCO at 57%. Then Missouri State at 39, Colorado State at 24, and Colorado at 11%. So, huh. yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to see how the uh, oh, uh, lost my train of thought here, two through seven finish up. They uh, see if Arizona State holds on to that number two spot or if Oklahoma or UCO can make a charge and, and claim that second spot or see what happens here. Well, we're about to find out. Uh, yeah, before we get to uh, the, the game previews, Andrew, let's talk about the rankings. Um, uh, learned listeners to the WCHL podcast, they, they get to know the rankings kind of a little bit ahead of time, uh, courtesy of our friend in uh, Dayton, Ohio, uh, the Wizard, all hat, no cape. Uh, last week, uh, the official rankings had Arizona number six, Central Oklahoma number 11, Arizona State number 14, Oklahoma number 16, Missouri State number 30, Colorado State number thirty eight and Colorado number forty nine. Now, Andrew, you were the one who who caught it uh, and bugged me about it because when I put that on Twitter, my my I didn't have my reading glasses on and I had inadvertently put Oklahoma at eighteen. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that'll that'll teach me because uh, 
Jeez. I uh, I already catch enough grief from those knuckleheads, and here I am trying to get the damn rankings on there, and I didn't have my glasses on. Trying Uh, to... Trying to do a solid and it bit you anyway. You know, you know what? It just can't win. You just can't, <laughs> just can't win for losing, right? Uh, I know how you feel. Jeez. Well, hey, um, the 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 wizard has uh, computed some uh, new rankings. Um, he's made some wonderful predictions, um, and his computer says that Arizona will drop a spot this week to number seven. He says that UCO will drop a spot this week to number twelve. He says that Oklahoma will drop three spots. Uh, from number 16 to number 19. Now, they're actually, they will be tied for 18th, but they lose the tiebreaker. So they'll be number 19 in the rankings. The disastrous weekend in Vegas for Arizona State is going to hurt them. They'll go all the way from 14 to 20. So, yeah, I know. They're going to lose six spots. Missouri State will drop from, uh, actually, they'll they'll gain a spot. They'll go from uh, 30 to 29. CSU will gain a spot. They'll go from 38 to 37. Again, they'll be tied, but they will lose the tiebreaker. They're tied for 36, but they'll lose the tiebreaker. In CU, after their uh, lost weekend in North Dakota, they're going to drop a spot from 49 to 50. So the new rankings that will come out on Wednesday um, should show that Arizona 7, UCO 12, OU 19, Arizona State 20, um, those will be the four teams in the top 25. Missouri State will be 29, Colorado State 37, and CU will be 50. And what that means is that um, we'll have two teams for sure at Nationals if these rankings hold tight, and uh, two teams that are kind of definitely on the bubble for Nationals. Yes, they've uh, two teams that have some work to do here. Two, uh, two teams that I think are very deserving to go to Nationals, but... We'll see if they can get it together and, and get there. Yeah, I mean, we, so Arizona in Central Arizona has already punched their ticket, right? They've yep. they've they've have uh, they they will have uh, by virtue of winning the conference, they will have won the um, WCHL auto bid. So anyway, we'll talk about the Nationals here in a second, but yeah. um, Arizona and Central are definitely in Arizona State and Oklahoma, as you say, have some work to do. And um, Missouri State, Colorado State, and CU—they're—they're they're out of contention for nationals. Yeah, they won't make it. The uh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Hey, we got some uh, games coming up uh, this week. So, Andrew, let's get some predictions from you really quick. Once again, Arizona is off this weekend. Study hall champions back to back weeks. Yeah, they're really trying it in the library, aren't I'm they? I'm telling you what—you know, back to back WCHL champions, back to back study hall champions, University of Arizona. Oh yeah, they're. Setting the bar high here. (laughs) (laughs) In non-conference action, uh, Northern Illinois from the Midwest College Hockey uh, Conference, they will travel all the way down to Missouri State to take on the Ice Bears at the Jordan Valley Ice Park. NIU is ranked number 66th out of 70. And um, I just said that Missouri State will be number 29. So take that into consideration, Andrew, when you make your predictions. What's going to happen? I don't think this is any uh, any contest. I think Missouri State takes both of them. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think the thing to worry about there is NIU tends to be a physical team, and NIU tends to rack up the penalty minutes. So uh, hopefully Missouri State can uh, just accept all those power plays and make them pay make them pay make on them. the scoreboard as opposed to uh, physically. Yes, make them pay. All right, Arizona State non conference heads all the way up to Salt Lake America. 
to take on the Skeeton Utes of Utah, fresh off a, 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 a two losses to Colorado State. So what do you got there? Number That would be Arizona State, number 20 against Utah. What do we say they were, 44 or 44 something? something, yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we and we discussed it. Utah, we don't think, has much to offer. So I am taking uh, two for Arizona State here. Yeah, I think so, too. God, you know, yeah. God bless Utah. They play in a nice facility, and they got some good folks working for them, but uh, the talent's just not there on the ice. Yeah, no, it's a little lacking. All right, and then we do have some uh, the last WCHL games of the season between the two Colorado teams and the two Oklahoma teams. Um, uh, Oklahoma, well, let's see, UCO is at Oklahoma on Friday night, and then uh, Oklahoma is at UCO on Saturday. So, Andrew, who do you have? I am taking UCO Friday, and I am taking OU on Saturday. Trying to, uh, uh, you know, it's always – it always holds true to course, at least in that rivalry, or I shouldn't it say it always, but it tends to be that Oklahoma plays better in UCO's barn and UCO plays better in Oklahoma's barn. Yeah, it's yeah, I don't it's weird. I don't know. It's easier to play on the road, obviously, but yeah, if you look over the history of this series, the road team usually wins more than not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh so you got a split. And yep. then uh, Colorado and Colorado State, it's uh, at Fort Collins on Friday. And then on uh, Saturday, it'll be down in Boulder. So what do you have there between the Rams and the Buffs? I am taking Colorado State for two. Woo. So you got three sweeps and a split. Three yep. sweeps and a split. Missouri State sweeping NIU, ASU sweeping Utah, Colorado State sweeping Colorado, and then UCO and Oklahoma splitting this weekend wow oh there we go all right well hey let's hopefully you're not going to catch any flack for uh making those bold predictions especially from the team that you work for Uh, i'm not i'm not scared of any of those guys (laughs) i didn't say you were i'm just (laughs) you know that (laughs) i'm just saying i hope you don't catch any flack (laughs) i've got big shoulders uh there you go i like that all right, hey, Andrew, let's listen to a little bit, uh, another quick intermission break, and then when we get back, let's talk nationals and um, some other stuff. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. Couple of dangles, celebrate the biscuit a little, couple of toeies. Don't you want to hit the net, Ferda? Don't be an idiot, Schmel. It doesn't count unless you go Pardowski. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. One, drop your glove. Two, catch jersey. Three, over the head. And where I'm from, we call this the Inglewood Jack. What I say? That's the way. Yeah. Inglewood Jack. All righty, Andrew. Don't give me the don't give me the Inglewood Jack, please. That's all I'm asking for. He is awesome. Oh my gosh, Samuel L. Jackson as Jules Winfield. (laughs) Yeah, anything Samuel L. Jackson does is money. Oh boy! All right. Well, hey, we've got some uh, we've got some games to do this weekend here. Uh, actually, we don't have some games to do. I've I've lost my train of thought as I was pressing buttons. Let's talk nationals. Yes, because how about, yeah, well, I, was, I was gonna say, how about nationals? Thirty days away. No way. It was what thirty six last week. We're we're we just keep checking off days here. It's hard to believe. Starts March 19th down in Frisco, Texas. We had some uh, teams clinch spots for nationals. 
the number one team in the nation, Adrian, clinched their auto bid from the Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League. Liberty, the number two team, clinched their uh, auto bid from the Eastern States Collegiate Hockey League. Uh, number uh, Arizona, uh, who was who is number six right now, they will be number seven. They clinched it here from the Western Collegiate League. And then number 13, Drexel, the Drexel Dragons, clinched their auto bid from the ECHA, the Eastern Collegiate Hockey Association, which is a, mm, a mediocre, let's say, league out of the Philadelphia yeah. area. Yeah. Well, and it's good that these ranked teams are uh, silking up the auto bids because that's leaving more room on the backside for for some deserving hockey teams to get in there, I think. That's true. And, and props to Drexel for actually getting up to, to 13. In years past, they would take one of the auto bid spaces yeah. and, and bump a, a number 20 or a number 19 out. Uh, but they, they, they've earned it, whether they clinched they, or not. They got so there. good for them. They got there. Yeah. So four teams are, are going to nationals for sure. Um, Lindenwood has clinched um, the Central States Collegiate Hockey League, but there is no auto bid there. And Michigan Dearborn, I believe, has clinched, or will I think they have clinched um, the wo- wo- God. I, I always mess this up. I want to call it the Worcester, <laughs> the Worcester Hoosier Athletic Conference, but yeah. it's the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Yep. And then we have two two leagues: the crappy Pittsburgh League and the crappy New York League. Um, their playoff champion will get the auto bid. Right now, the leaders of those conferences are Pittsburgh who I think won the regular season in Niagara, who won the regular season for that New York league. So, so, uh, so there we go. Those are the auto bids right now Four clinched and uh, two more are wait to be uh, decided with playoffs. Yep. Right now, as things uh, would hold, there'd only be one team that would be bumped out of the national tournament bracket. That would be the number 20 team. And that team right now is Illinois. Now, Next week, that team, that number twenty team, will be Arizona State. But um, yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna switch around. Yeah, but as things stand right now, we have um, uh, well, let's let's just go here. I mean, number sixteen will play seventeen. That's Oklahoma versus Nevada, Las Vegas. Yep, and which is a dangerous matchup. Dangerous matchup, and then the winner of that game will take on number one Adrian. If nationals were to be held right now, yep, and they they're not. This will change, but uh, the matchups are still intriguing. Um, in a, in a matchup that, uh, will, will test God's patience. Um, uh, number 15, Calvin <laughs> will take on number 18 Aquinas and the winner of those of that game will then face number two Liberty. So God has a, a difficult choice on his hand as to which of those three teams to support. Um, let's see here. Arizona state 14 would take on number 19 Pittsburgh and the winner of that game would then go to play number three Lindenwood. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then number 13, Drexel, takes on Niagara, number 20. And the winner of that would get Michigan-Dearborn, number four. So that's uh, the play-in games on Thursday and the follow-up games on Friday. On Saturday, the 5 through 12 games would be Minot versus Jamestown. Five against 12. I mean, that's a North Dakota special right there. That is. That'd be, that's going to be a doozy. The next game would be a Western Collegiate League matchup between Arizona and Central Oklahoma. Uh, so we're hopeful that that does not take place. Yes. We want to avoid that at all cost. Number, uh, the next game would be number seven, Ohio against number 10, Stony Brook, followed by number eight, Indiana tech against number nine, Davenport. Now this is just me, Andrew. Um, as I'm sitting here watching or, or reading these, these matchups, that's how the, the games would be 
played, right? Uh, that's yeah. the order of the games that they would be played. Uh, Minot Jamestown is a would be a great little marquee game. Arizona oh, Central, great little game. Yep, Arizona yep. Central would be a nice little marquee game. Ohio Stony Brook would be great. Indiana Dav- Indiana Tech and Davenport would be an absolute snoozer. Yes, no I doubt mean, about that one. No, no offense to either the Warriors or the Panthers, but um, oh boy, I, I just uh, that's that, that's just one that doesn't get my juices flowing. No, I'm I'm right there with you, and I think uh, going into the Thursday matchup, the Oklahoma UNLV game, that's uh, that's intriguing if it was to happen. Yeah. And then I think, uh, really, that's probably Calvin Aquinas. I think you summed it up pretty well a second ago. Yep. <laughs> Arizona State, Pittsburgh, Drexel, Niagara. Nah. Those are what they are, I think. Yeah. Calvin, so. pre- Calvin presents a, a, an interesting issue for the ACHA only because um, they are a school, they're a religious school, and they have a restriction against playing on Sunday. Yep. And so uh, if they were to make it, if they were to win two games, um, let's, let's say they stay in their current position uh, somewhere in the 13 through 20 range. If they were to make it um, uh, in, in two nationals in that 13 through 20, that means they would have to win the Thursday game and a Friday game in order to play on Sunday. And um, if they do, that's going to present uh, the ACHA with an interesting dilemma. Um, uh, they, they will... Um, I can I can speak to this only because I was the interim executive director at the time when this came up. Um, uh, the ACHA was told that Calvin was seeking special dispensation to um, to remove that Sunday restriction against playing, and uh, Calvin was told that the ACHA Men's Division One was was changing the format of their tournament from one and done to pool play. So. Both sides of the equation got lied to. We won't talk about who it was that lied to him, but let's just say he's not there anymore. Um, and so um, Calvin, if Calvin makes it to a Sunday game, I think we can look forward to a very late night on Sunday. Oh, boy. A midnight puck drop. Oh. Uh-huh. And it would suck to be not only Calvin, but the team that has to play Calvin. Oh, at midnight. That at is midnight. brutal. Yeah. So that is brutal. So no, nothing against the uh, the whatever they are from Calvin, the Warriors, the Chargers. I don't know what they are. Um, uh, nothing that's... nothing against them, but um, uh, you know they're. I, I hope we don't have to have a midnight game on Sunday. I am trying to look up here to see what Calvin is. I think they're the Knights. The Knights, the Calvin Knights. Yeah. Right there it is. So, you know, the, the wild thing, though, Andrew, is we're talking all about this hems and haws and couldas and wouldas and might bees at nationals. But the one thing that we do know is this weekend, we just went through, you know, Oklahoma, Central Oklahoma, Colorado, Colorado State. But this weekend in the ACHA, number one is goes on the road. Number one, Adrian, goes on the road to take on number two, Liberty, at Liberty for a pair of games. How about, how about that? A little, uh, might be a little sneak peek. Mm-hmm. And a nationals matchup here for us this weekend. Adrian right now has run the table. They've they're undefeated on the season. And Liberty, I think, has only lost like three games on the season. I was gonna say, uh, I've I've had my doubts against Adrian all season because of the strength of schedule. Yeah, and we're getting ready to see right this weekend, aren't we? We are, we are, we are. So that should be a little bit of fun. And the nice thing is, Liberty, being a religious school that um, does an awful lot of. Uh, uh, Sunday morning broadcast, I guess it's fair to say. 
um, their their hockey broadcast is top notch in terms yes, of the, the quality. I'm not I'm not talking about the commentary. I'm talking about the visual presentation. Holy smokes, those guys know how to put on a TV show. Yeah, they do it right. Yeah, they do. And so they used to, they used to do a they used to do a uh, preseason preview up there, didn't they? At Liberty. Yeah, preseason, and and they also used to do the reveal show for the uh, for the postseason for the Nationals. But we got yeah, away from that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think after those guys, uh, they they did do a good job. But after they started uh, promoting guys to look for that had graduated, <laughs> I think that's when we decided to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so we've, we're yeah. now it's Division Two and Division Three that's all into reveal shows and reveal videos. Division One just says screw it. Tell me who let's I'm go. playing. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> that's, that's right. So yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm, well, looking, we will. I'm looking forward to number one versus number two and seeing how that works I'm, out. I am too. I am too. And I, uh, we definitely need to circle back next week and, and discuss how the weekend went for these number one versus number two. Go ahead. Give me some predictions there, big man. Oof. I don't know. I'm, we've, we have both been to Liberty. We know it's an absolute nightmare to play there. I'm, I'm almost entitled to say Liberty for two. Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a split. Because uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Liberty, the officiating out there is not the same officiating we'll see at Nationals at all, <laughs> not by a long shot. Um, we've, well, I've told you this. Uh, we, we, you were, I don't know if you were there with us. What did they say about the fighting there? Yeah, the referee skates up to the coach, the Oklahoma coach at the time, and he says, okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. The first fight, I'm only going to give them twos and tens because we've got to get the crowd into it. <laughs> but after that, all other fights get fives and a DQ. And we're like, and, and then he skates off. Yeah. Like, and, uh. and, and we're just incredulous. So you're like, wait a second. So we're, we can have a full-on tilt at center ice. <laughs> and we did. We had a one of those deals right out of you know the movies where guys drop their gloves and they just circle themselves there at center ice. Yep. And then they, you know, it's, it's, it's like the old school wrestling, right? You know how they circle and circle, and then they clench, and then they start throwing. Yep. And that's exactly what happened in the two guys. I remember it because it was big number two for Oklahoma at the time, Sean Hayden. Um, yeah. He got a two and a ten. And then after that, we had a big line brawl at the time because Oklahoma was a bunch of talented knuckleheads and Liberty had a bunch of Canadian knuckleheads. And um, sure enough, the next three or four guys that got tossed were fives and DQs, fives and DQs, fives and DQs. Yeah. But, I remember, uh, I remember Hayden going, and then I, I believe I was there, and it may have been the next season when Oklahoma a kid by the name of Justin King, <laughs> I, I think he took liberties on the first fight, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, Kinger, yeah, Kinger was a piece of work, and, and I uh, think I, he he took I, on he took on the guy on the ice, and then he got socked <laughs> off the ice, and oh boy! I was going to say, I think that was the one where the big fight broke out off the ice, and uh-huh. and our our medical trainer got dummied by some kid flying out of the bleachers and he was laying on the floor yep our our head coach was fighting some kid trying he, to keep him from getting on the bench he had that kid yep yeah and i yep. had i had the pleasure of telling the chancellor of the university to uh uh f off and because uh, he, <laughs> he tried to enter our locker room to uh talk to the guys who uh who who were involved in the donnie brook and i had no clue who that guy was he was just a guy in jeans and a plaid shirt and i told him to get the f out of my face and then after he turned around and uh left uh the security guard said you know that's their chancellor that's jerry jr 
And I was like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) He's not our chancellor. (laughs) Nope. I mean, (laughs) those were good times. That was the, uh, yeah. yeah, As a a matter of fact, come, Come on into the locker room for a minute. Uh, oh, yeah. If you walk out, that's up to you, but <laughs> come on in. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you what, those, those are some good times, Andrew. The only oh, place man. in the ACHA where we, now this was Oklahoma, the only place where we needed an, a police escort into and out of the building. <laughs> we were, uh, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be like the homeliest, the most, warmest the most forgiving the most friendliest place in all of you know it's 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 petticoat junction it's happy valley right and yeah, but we and here, yeah, but, here we come and we need friggin' police to get us in and out of the damn building <laughs> we were uh yeah we were we were a bunch of knuckleheads back in the day that's for sure no, no we, we we were a damn good team we were yep. a damn good team and they were too but uh, yeah, those are some bouts. They, they it, that's right. There were some battling. Oh my God, Kinger! Some, I yeah. I still remember that fight, Andrew, because it that was an all an all on brawl. And, and the kid who we just talked about, Sean Hayden, when they had that second brawl, he got flattened by somebody. Some Liberty guy was just taking him to town. But the flip side of that is Kinger had this had his Liberty guy in a headlock. Just feeding him, feeding him. And he was like laying down on the ground. He had the guy in a headlock. He was laying down on the ground and he was like straight out of wrestling. He had no front teeth and he was just, he was screaming at the crowd while he had this guy laying on the ice and he was just pounding him right in the face. I remember that. And Kinger was just going to town on the crowd. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. Had a little crazy look in his eye, no teeth, and yeah. I mean, screaming, screaming back at him. Had there been, oh, oh, he was, had there been a top rope, Kinger would have climbed to the top of it. (laughs) Oh, no doubt. Thrown the limp body from one side (laughs) to the middle and then taken a flying leap and landed right on the guy's chest. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And on the the flip side, I think it was that same season that Liberty came to Blazers Ice Center here in Oklahoma City. And if you remember right, and it may have been the following season, they had the uh, Bowman twins playing for Liberty. Oh yeah, and and we know the Bowman twins. They're uh, what is it? His uncle, cousin, something? I think it's his cousin. It's his uncle. Uh, it's his uncle. He played here in Oklahoma City uh, professionally, yep. and still resides here in Oklahoma City. Yep. So we knew the boys, and uh, yeah, I'll be darned if Kinger and one of those guys didn't go at it here at Blazers Ice Center. After the game, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken, it wasn't after the whistle in the handshake line. <laughs> that's, that's that's what sticks out in my mind. Yeah, we had yeah in the in the handshake line. Yeah, the whole place was just going bonkers. Yeah, yeah, handshake, good times. It, good good times, and yeah, they were good times. Good so, memories. So so all all of that to say, we're looking forward to number one versus number two this weekend. Yeah, hopefully hopefully somebody from Adrian is. Is on top of somebody from Liberty, screaming at the crowd, pounding them in the face. Hopefully, it's just a good old fashioned hockey game, right? You know, when we went there, when Oklahoma went there, that was the LaHaye Ice Center. It was donated to Liberty University by the by Tim LaHaye. He wrote the Left Behind series of books, and um, they have since. And he gave them, I don't know, a couple of million to basically build a pole barn with an ice rink on campus. Yeah. And they have since, with the success of Liberty Hockey, they have since like redone that arena. So it's now a legit arena, fancy yeah, scoreboard. Nice. It's very, very, it's it's beyond nice. It's 
gorgeous. They did not get left behind. Um, <laughs> but uh, when we were there, Andrew, there were kids, the, the, the Liberty kids, again, you know, it's a very, it's a very religious, I, I'm not going to say repressed, but they're very restrictive in terms of how you can behave. And go to the ex- hockey game. Except when you go to the off. hockey game in home, it's like these kids just turn into knuckleheads. <laughs> we had at various times uh, the the kids of uh, uh, the stands at the time were right above the the visiting or right mm-hmm. above the benches, and the kids above the visiting locker room would throw stuff down on you. They would throw pennies oh, yeah. on you. <laughs> there was one point where they threw a dead fish <laughs> onto the bench. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. And I, I, and I remember, I remember a kid threw a penny and it hit our head coach in the head <laughs> and he turned around and the, and the coach at the time did not have any, uh, he did not have a governor on, <laughs> on, on his, there was, there was his, his throttle was unrestricted and you know, the place is just going bonkers. The, the, it's a wild time and the coach gets nailed on the head with a penny and he turns around <laughs> And he starts screaming at the kid, and he says, "Come on down here, you little mother!" <laughs> yep. And everybody went silent in the rink and heard that. <laughs> and the next thing you hear was "Ooh" <laughs> from yeah. all the kids because <laughs> there was there was only one person that you could hear it, and it was our head coach at the time. He he had he has a loud booming voice, <laughs> <laughs> and it boomed through the rink. That's for and sure. That, that, and that kid tried to come on down a little bit later because we had to, <laughs> he tried to visit the, the the Oklahoma bench, and I still never understood oh. that. I, you know, guys were the the cops were, the cops were very kind, and and they were like, you know, we're just here to protect you. And I said, look, my guys yeah, are wait. wearing a whole lot of protective gear. I'm not worried yeah. about them. I'm worried about your kids. Yeah, you need to protect yourself from your your kids from themselves. Yeah, because I said they're they're going to get hurt because my kids are wearing protective gear and they've got sticks and blades, so yep. they're going to be just fine. I'm worried about your kids. Yep. And um, what what a I, deal! What a deal! And I and I, I laugh hysterically when I talk about this because it's such great memories. <laughs> and and the past and the past two or three seasons when we've been working on scheduling, every year I say let's go to Liberty. Let's go to Liberty. And everybody says, we're not going to Liberty. And I'm like, Oh, like, let's go to Liberty. Liberty's a great place. You know what? I mean, they're a good team and they have a great environment and I know the kids love to go play there. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm not, I, I think, well, I shouldn't, it's not, it's probably not set in stone, but I, I'm pretty sure Arizona is trying to work a series where they can go to Liberty because it would be uh. top notch hockey out there. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I say it every year, and I'll I'll say it here pretty soon too, in the in the meetings, scheduling meetings. Let's go to Liberty. Well, you know when when a certain somebody was run, still running that program, we we'd be going to Liberty because uh, oh, I, I get along no I get along very well with Kirk Candy. I think he's just an absolute top notch dude, and uh, what a what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. What a good times. All right. So, hey, number one, number two, Adrian versus Liberty. Uh, Andrew says it's going to be a Liberty sweep. I say it's going to be a split. Um, The D2 regions, ACHA D2, they've just, uh, their nationals are coming up at the same time as ours. But before they go to nationals, they do a little regional format type of a thing. 
Those um, matchups just came out this past weekend. We don't really care. This is the WCHL podcast, ACHA Division One. I'm just going to say that if you if if you're in Boise, Idaho, if you're in you know uh, I think it's like Grand Rapids or somewhere. If you're up in Keene, New Hampshire, or if you're somewhere in New Jersey, I think it's Lawrenceville where TCNJ plays. That's where the regionals are going to be at the end of February, beginning of March. Um, Men's Division Two does it weird, Andrew, or I shouldn't say weird. The, the they have four regions. Number one and number two from each region get an automatic uh, berth at nationals. But the yeah. regionals, they have ten teams that come together to play for the other three, other two spots. And so, uh, so it should be interesting. The closest thing that we have here is I think it's East Texas Baptist University out of Shreveport, Louisiana. It's actually Marshall, yeah. Texas, but they play in Shreveport. Um, they have a bid to go to, uh, uh, to go to their regional tournament in, uh, Boise, Idaho. And I think they're going to be, oh. yeah, they're, no, they're number 10. Oh, that's a long drive. Oh yeah. From Marshall, Texas. They're already in nowhere yeah. America and now they've yeah, got to go yeah. to Boise. Oh, that's a long drive. I wouldn't want to do that. You know, I've been to Boise before. It's, it's, it's gorgeous up there. It is, it is, but not when you're driving from Marshall, Texas. No, 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 <laughs> no. A lot of Basque food, a lot of great breweries up there in Boise. Uh, a lot of uh, birds of prey. The, I know the Peregrine Project is up there. Um, but uh, in the Snake River, I, I went up there and I asked to see, I, I offered a guy, I, I offered him, I said, look, if I dress up like Evil Knievel, Will you will you let me try to jump across the Snake River Canyon? You know, and he just looked at me and he said, "You can't fit into that outfit." And I said, "Yeah, you're right. okay. Don't even don't even try." I said, "All right, all right, all right." So, anyways, uh, D two regionals are set. Those matchups are on the ACHA website. If you go to uh, the men's division two tab and scroll down to regionals, kind of interesting. Um, you get to see where some uh, some of the, uh, I guess you know some of the more regional folks are are going northern arizona is uh, uh there's always they're always a a, a a talked about usual suspect for possibly yeah. moving up to division one they're going to be uh taking part weber state a former division one team is taking part so uh yeah yeah interesting awesome, awesome. we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here yep and then this week is when the division three regional uh, uh folks come out they do it even different than division two Again, four regions, numbers one and two go to the auto bids, but they only have uh, eight teams that go to their regional format. So To, to compete for the other two spots. That's right. So they, while, while men's division two takes three days to figure it out, men's division three only takes two days to figure it out. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah kind of well. Whole, yeah, let's get it done, right? That's, that's, <laughs> that's why it's the learn to skate division of the ACHA. So, <laughs> oh, well. So... We're we're getting there. Thirty, what did I say? Thirty days. Thirty days. Yeah, we haven't even started talking about the women yet. Oh boy. Oh yeah, thirty days. So it should be interesting. Gonna... All right, we're 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 getting burnt out here, Andrew. Hopefully, we've stayed uh, uh, awake enough for Kyle to uh, your, for your friend Kyle to give us the thumbs up in terms of the uh, excitement hey, factor for the podcast. Hey, we got to throw a little happy birthday out to Kyle. Oh yeah, in, in Oklahoma City, we do. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He just had his uh, 60th birthday on Saturday. Jeez. So, yeah, so let's give him a little happy birthday there. Happy birthday, pal. Oh, boy. 
So, hey, this is a very long season. This is a very long podcast. We want to say thanks to all the folks that listen to us, um, especially, you know, folks that uh, that shoot us some information and some feedback. Uh, the Dungies out in, at, at the University of Arizona are always very, very nice. Um, it was great to see um, Mrs. Rowe. She was on the road recently up there in Colorado, Manny Rowe's mom. Um, obviously there's some folks that listen to the podcast and are on teams and, uh, so even some coaches, but, uh, we really do appreciate, uh, each and every one of you for listening. We joke around that there's only 12 of you, um, or maybe 13 or 14, but we know that there's a few and we, we really yeah. do appreciate you taking the time to listen to us, uh, blither and blather on like a bunch of dopes and laugh and giggle and have a good time. But, uh, we, you know, it's all about trying to we, promote promote these kids a little bit, promote these teams because yeah. they don't Shine get a little light on them. Yeah, they don't get near the credit that they deserve. No, nah, no, no doubt about that. Good, we, good hockey players, good hockey here. You know, we had a little incident, not an incident, but um, Colorado couldn't make it to to play on Thursday night in the program uh, up there where they were going to go play Jamestown. You know, popped the lid, blew a gasket because of this, and and you know they're under the uh, their athletic department. And so um, things are a little bit different in terms of, um, uh, you know, how how they the support that they get from the university and yeah and uh, the eight teams or I should say the seven teams that are at the uh, in the Western Collegiate League they're all true student club teams and they don't have that athletic department support they don't have they get support from the university but it's not like they get told we're leaving early and you can, we don't care if you miss classes. I mean, uh, they've, right. these guys are true student athletes. They're paying to play hockey. They're paying for their school and yep, they, they deserve to have a, as you say, to have that light shine on them a little bit more. And that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Good, good hockey players. Just trying to have some fun, right? That's right. That's right. And trying to do so on a, um, it's not varsity like some of these athletic department folks, but it's uh, it's also not intramurals. It's not the Tiddlywink or the Quidditch Club. Um, it's, right. it's somewhere in between. It's a you know it's it's in that gray area in between, and uh, they don't get the the. I think they don't get the respect that they deserve or the respect that they've earned. How about that? They're earned. Yep. Yeah, no. No doubt. I I agree with that. Yeah. So, and all, all that to say, uh, appreciate you listening to the podcast. Uh, the, the Western CHL website is westernchl.com. We're on Twitter at Western CHL. Andrew, do you have anything funky or, uh, any Twitter things that we need to, uh, promote or any, any dumb little, uh, clips that we need to promote? <laughs> I don't have any, uh, you know what? I love the, uh, Liberty clip from last week, but I don't have anything this week that I've seen that sticks out to me. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, I don't have anything that sticks out in my mind. Neither do I. So, uh, wait, we'll, we'll, we, we failed you once again. Uh, <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> all, all, all of you loyal listeners, we failed you once again. So, that's, that's what we ought to call this the failure podcast. Yeah, change the name of. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andrew, um, I'm going to hit the magic button here in two seconds, but uh, why don't you go ahead and get us on out of here? Well, I tell you what, everybody have a great week. Everybody have a fun week. All the players be safe traveling to and from, and good luck in your games upcoming. <laughs>